Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore thee profoundly. I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world. Reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. By the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. That, of course, is one of the prayers that was given to the children in Fatima from the Angel of Peace. That was what he called himself, the Angel of Peace. Since I've been talking about angels, I'm going to continue today and go into this Angel of Peace a little bit. Um, So what happened was that we all know uh, the appearance of Our Lady in Fatima was 1917, but the year prior to that, 1916, there was a little bit of a heavenly preparation for Our Lady's appearance given to the children by this angel. So these are, remember, these are little kids, uh, nine, eight, and six years old. And the angel went out into the valley of the Cova da Iria, near the village of Fatima in Portugal. And it was a very normal day. The kids were watching over the sheep. They were shepherds. It was springtime, and it was raining. And the children hurried up the side of the hill into this little cave for protection from the rain. And they finished playing their games, and they ate their lunch. And then they knelt down to say the rosary. But before they finished the rosary, they felt a strong wind, and when they looked around, they noticed uh, a strange light far out over the valley. As they were watching, the light came closer and closer to the place where they were kneeling until finally it came to the very entrance of the cave. And then the light took the form of a young man who looked to be about 15 years old. And he said this, do not be afraid. I am the angel of peace. Pray with me. So what he did next was the angel bows down and so far that he has his forehead touching the ground. And then he gave the children the prayer. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love thee. And I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love thee. And he said that prayer three times. And then he said, pray thus, pray this way. The hearts of Jesus and Mary are attentive to the voice of your supplication. So he's letting them know that their prayers are not prayed in vain. In fact, Jesus and Mary are very attentive to their prayers. So he visited them two more times uh, in the summer of 1916. The second time he came as they were playing near a well behind Lucy's home. And, uh, Without any warning, he appeared and he said, what are you doing? Pray, pray incessantly. Offer prayers and sacrifices to the Almighty. 
Now, Lucy was very puzzled by these words. And she asked, uh, but how? How shall we sacrifice ourselves? And the angel answered her and the other children by saying, in everything you do, offer a sacrifice to God to make up for the sins by which God is offended. Above all, accept and endure with submission, suffering which God will send you. Okay, so right there we should be paying attention. Because I know there's a lot of people who are suffering right now. I'm among them. We all have our own little trials in life. And some are bigger, some are smaller. You know, it's an ebb and flow throughout life. But we have to be offering these sacrifices, these trials, these crosses back to God after the salvation of souls. I mean, that's basically what the angels telling the children. And the children, they got it because they did. Uh, once Our Lady came, they began really in going deep into the sacrificial part of what the angel was talking about. Now, what's interesting is Francisco, the boy, didn't see the angel, but uh, he saw the angel, but he couldn't hear his voice. And so later, after the angel left, Francisco uh, said, how can we suffer? We're not sick. We have food to eat and we have a place to live. And, you know, these are really poor kids, but they didn't know they were really poor because for, for the most part, their life was good. Uh, but he soon, he soon came to know the meaning when his older brother went to join the armies fighting in World War One, And then even uh, the little one, Jacinta, was very depressed by the worry at home and the stories of death on the battlefield, as well as uh, trouble that had come to Lucy's family when her father began to spend all his money in the wine shops uh, and seemed to be piddling their, their savings away. So, uh, the children then started to say every day, Lord, we offer thee all the sufferings for the conversion of poor sinners. Uh, and they started to see very clearly that the sufferings were growing. But, the third apparition of the angel is the most fascinating, I, I think, of all three. Uh, so it's near the end of the summer, and the angel comes to them uh, while they're praying, and in his hand he held a chalice and over it a bleeding host. And kneeling, he offered uh, the following prayer. He said, Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I adore thee profoundly, and I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg thee the conversion of poor sinners. That's the prayer I opened the show with. Then he gave the host to Lucy and the blood in the chalice to Francisco and Jacinta. And he said this, take and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ, horribly outraged by ungrateful men. Make reparation for their crimes and console your God. And this would be the last time that the children saw the angel of peace uh, following the end of this year, 1916. Then Our Lady comes and she begins to appear. A lot of, we, most people know about, most Catholics anyway, know about uh, Our Lady of Fatima, but the details of, of the angel of peace, a lot of people have never heard 
I don't know why that is because it's fascinating to me. And he was the preparation. He was the preparation for this uh, meeting of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, so, again, in the spring, uh, would be when Our Lady comes in 1917. But, you know, you have to wonder because they never knew. It's not like the angel said, I'll be back here in next week. They must have been wondering all the, that time, waiting if the angel would return. I mean, imagine, he, he brings... He brings you Holy Communion and uh, from heaven, and that would leave a deep impact on you. So this angel of peace, he was the preparer of the children. Now, I find it very interesting that this mystic uh, Luz de Maria, uh, the light of Mary, uh, she gives uh, messages from Our Lady periodically, uh, and she's uh, got the approval of her local bishop, and the messages are fairly interesting. I mean, she seems to have uh, a lot to say with, with regard to details that we don't really hear from uh, when a lady appears in Medjugorje, or maybe she gives the details to the visionaries and they're not to be shared, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And again, it's all private revelation, so you don't have to believe what she's telling us to be uh, true. If you don't choose to, that's you know fine. It's not the gospel. But as many theologians would tell us, throughout the history of the church, God has always uh, sent messengers to guide his people, during, particularly during difficult periods uh, for the people of, of earth. And I would say we're in that time. You know, even Our Lady in Medjugorje has been saying that this is the most evil time since the creation of uh, the world. Worst, I shouldn't say this, but you know, if she said that, she means it's worse than before the flood. And I would say much of that has to do with the way we communicate. You know, this is the first, uh, well, this last hundred years is the first time we can spread sin through communication instantly, through television, through social media, through those phones. And so the the amount of temptation has gone up and the amount of sin is going up because of the communication vehicles, you know? And even through these vehicles, you can connect with other people to sin. You know, you used to have to meet somebody in person. Now you can arrange these things online or you can just do things through the phone. It's very very strange time. But anyway, uh, this lady who goes by Luz de Maria, uh, she's a Catholic mystic. She's has the stigmata. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a third order Augustinian. Uh, some call her the prophet from Costa Rica, but she resides now in Argentina. And she grew up in a very religious home and had great devotion to the Eucharist. And as a child, she experienced um, visits from her guardian angel, as well as the Blessed Mother, whom she considers uh, both to be her close companions and confidants. Uh, in 1990, she received a miraculous healing from an illness co coinciding with both a visitation from the Blessed Mother and a new and more public calling to share her mystical experiences. And then she would go into these profound ecstasies 
not only in the presence of her family, but also uh, in front of people that were close to her who began to gather and pray with her. And they formed a little prayer cycle, which accompanies her right up to this day. So uh, after years of abandoning herself over to God's will, she she received the stigmata. Um, It happened to her on Good Friday the first time. When the Lord, this is according to her, she said, our, our Lord asked me if I wanted to participate in his sufferings. I answered affirmatively, and then after a day of continuous prayer, that night Christ appeared to me on the cross and shared his wounds. It was indescribable pain, although I know that however painful it may be, it is not the totality of the pain that Christ continues to suffer for humanity. So uh, it was in 1992, so this has been going on for quite some time, March 19th, Feast of St. Joseph, 1992, the Blessed Mother began to speak regularly to Luz de Maria. Uh, since then, she has mostly received about two messages per week, sometimes only one. And, uh, you know, as I said, they're very interesting, you know, and I've been reading them for a couple of years and... Uh, like I said, they have a lot of detail. There's a tremendous amount of detail to them, which is something you don't really see in other places. So one of the things she's been talking about recently, I'm hearing more in these uh, in these apparitions she writes down the messages, uh, is about the angel of peace. So this is why I brought it up today. So this is like her latest message to the world, uh, and it's from Jesus himself. And he says, beloved children, receive my blessing. Continue in your interchange on the way to conversion and trust yourselves to me and to my most holy mother who protects you. Uh, be creatures of good, of blessing for all your brothers and sisters, radiating my love at this time when lovelessness lives in hearts like a parasite. You know, and when you read these things, you know, it just resonates to be, it sounds, to me, it comes across as very true. Uh, he's not saying anything we, uh, most of us don't already know. Um, but it's, we need to be reminded, you know, like, like of the message of the angel of peace in Fatima, we need to be reminded constantly, we must be offering our trials back to God for the salvation of souls. Uh, all right, uh, he continues. This is Jesus speaking to Luz. My children, you must prepare yourselves that in the pressing moments that you will have to live because of the disobedience of mankind, you may keep away from yourselves the insidiousness, the fears, and face all that comes with faith. Be the help for your fellow men so that they do not fall into despair and do not act rashly. You know, I've seen that. We've all seen that when people are living in, you know, absolute terror, they do things they would never ordinarily do. You know, even so during the pandemic, you know, family members that refused to allow other families in their home if they didn't take the vaccine. You know, fear, fear is a great motivator for evil, which is why we hear Jesus say constantly, be not afraid. One is because it it causes us to do irrational things. And two, when we're afraid to a point of terror, what we're we're saying to Jesus is, I don't believe you can take care of me. 
So that's why I'm giving into the fear. And, you know, even if you die, if you die in great faith that Jesus is your, 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 the love of your life, your savior, your redeemer, your protector, and you die, that faith in him will get you to heaven. So, you know, we, we can't be a people that are, are running in fear. Okay, so then there's a, some more things that he goes on to say. Uh, but then this is the part I wanted to talk about. Beloved children, my beloved angel of peace, my beloved envoy, is coming to help you. This creature of my house will come to you to show you true love, my love from which he has drunk and nourished his spirit to give it to mankind. Not recognizing him will hate him, and recognizing him will not accept him. They will make him undergo great trials. They will, they will wound him and persecute him by order of the Antichrist. My beloved St. Michael the Archangel will protect and defend him with his shield. My angel of peace, my envoy, arrives to give himself to each one who wishes to listen to him and rediscover the way to my house. My messenger, I brought him forward in a well-known Marian advocacy, and they have not yet found him for lack of opening themselves to the revelations. He will be followed by women of faith and a group of my children of faith who will hold importance. They will respect and love him. His word is from my house, his hallmark, my love. So, it appears this, I don't know how, it's, I don't, you know, who knows how this works. Typically, angels can't be hurt, uh, at least not by men. But, you know, perhaps the Antichrist is going to have powers we've not seen. So, you know, we, we just don't know. And I, I would say, uh, when you don't know, you have to be tied to the one who does know. And that's it's Jesus. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And in a special way, he gives um, Our Lady uh, a great place in the divine plan of crushing Satan, you know triumph of her immaculate heart so that's where we have to be tied that's where we need to be uh, so something that is uh, important is to like our lady said this last message we have to be praying because prayer is what links us to God we have to be people praying you must be praying the rosary every day you know I pray the St. Uh, Michael Chaplet every day because I feel like I need the nine choirs of angels protection and, and guidance and prayers for me. Um, you know, it's just, it's so important in the days we live because the battle is, is spiritual first, physical second. Spiritual first. And, you know, the way the, the devil works uh hasn't changed in all these centuries. It's the primarily through the temptation. You know, there was a very interesting uh, post on Spirit Daily this morning from an exorcist, also uh, I believe from South America, and he's compiled. He's put out a book, Father Marcello Pellegrino Ernetti. So it's a traditional book, the Catechesis of Satan. Bit odd title there, but he's compiled all the words spoken by the demons over the years of him doing exorcisms when, when ordered to confess by the name of Jesus, what they most liked and disliked. 
And uh, just, I'm not going to read all of them, but just, so, you know, this isn't going to be a big surprise to many people. What he disliked most was confession, the Eucharist, Eucharistic adoration, uh, the love of the Virgin Mary, the prayer of the rosary, the apparitions of Our Lady, obedience to the Pope, contemplative prayer, exorcists in general. What he liked most, this is what the devil liked most, profanation of consecrated hosts, uh, the liquidation of innocent children. So I, I think that was another way of saying abortion. Divorce, uh, communion in the hand, uh, women who dressed indecently, television, imagine that, priests and bishops who belong to the Freemasons, uh, secularized clothing of priests, clothing of priests, secularized clothing of priests. That's just a few of them. Anyway, uh, when, when, this person makes their arrival on the scene, you know, the Antichrist, whoever that's going to be, whoever that is, how that works. It's like this unholy alliance of this unholy trinity. So you have Satan, you have the Antichrist, and you have the false prophet, and they're going to be working in conjunction with each other. And, you know, they mock the trinity. That's what they're doing. Uh In, in the Revelation, I think it's around chapter 19, uh, Satan imitating God and for a short time having the worship of people worldwide. Can you imagine uh, the Antichrist kind of masquerading as the sun and the false pro prophet will be impersonating the Holy Spirit. That's what they do. They, they, they mock God. Um, so again, when I, I talk about this evil we live in, you know, a lot of it has to do with technology. I, I, that You have to know that. Before computers were such a vital part of our lives, it was hard to imagine how the prophecy uh, of, of the book of Revelation could be, could be fulfilled. So just listen, you know, this is from Revelation 13. He required everyone, great and small, rich and poor, slave and free, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed to understand this. Let the one who has understanding solve the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Okay? So for centuries, I mean, you can go right back to the first century, People, well, not the first century. This book was probably not even written until the end of the first century. But anyway, for many, 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 many hundreds of years, theologians would read this, even the church fathers, and they would think, how, you know, how is that going to happen? You know, we can't even imagine how that could happen, where the whole world could be deceived and the whole world would be controlled, what they can buy and sell. How can you do that? You know, because people basically were trading. I'll give you a chicken if you give me uh, a bushel of apples. You know, how is somebody going to control that? Well, as I said, before computers, uh, it was hard to imagine any of this. But now, because of the electronic system that governs this planet, uh, there's total economic control 
credit cards, debit cards, smart cards, ATMs, all of it. The supercomputers and the artificial intelligence are so fast, they can perform millions of operations on each person's files in just like a second. And then you have these satellites linking up the whole thing. So all this data, all this fiber optics that go in and out of our homes and our offices, it's collecting information about us. You know, they know, you know this because you just say a word in a room like uh, garbage disposal. And then all of a sudden you start getting emails and texts about garbage disposals because they're listening. These, these computers are listening. That, uh, in addition to that, you know, we are all marked by numbers, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, passport numbers. Now in the United States, you have to have a special license to travel domestically, not international. You, your old license won't work. You have to, you know, I think you have up till next May to have this digital imprint put on your license that will be tracking you for your domestic travel, you know? So it's here. It's here. The, the Antichrist is going to wield power through technology. This is my prediction, not the Bible's. And it will be controlled by what we can buy and sell through the technology. You know, if you go to the grocery store and you're not uh, following the Antichrist, they'll turn off your cards. So this isn't to make people be fearful. Listen. Satan, as smart as he is, is is a dumb goat next to God. And his beast and his prophet, they have nothing God can't crush in an instant. And the plan is already made. God knows what he's going to do. He's already telling us he's going to send this angel of peace. We already know Our Lady is building up her army. We're all part of it, who, who uh, love her and pray her rosary. And we offer up our sacrifices. So do not be afraid. But be smart. Be smart. You know, pray that rosary. Offer your sufferings. Love God with all your heart, and you're going to be just fine. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan, signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the Radio Maria podcasts. It's thanks to listeners like you who donate that enable us to continue delivering quality content to listeners around the world. If you'd like to contribute and help us keep spreading the message of Our Lady Son, please consider making a donation. You can reach us at 888-408-0201 or simply visit our donations tab on our website at radiomaria.us. Your generosity truly makes a difference. This has been a Radio Maria production.